Welcome to Hashtags and Stilettos with Sakita Holly, the podcast that's like having your own personal publicist in your pocket, sharing business, lifestyle, and PR tips on demand. On this episode, I'll be talking to Melissa Kimball, someone that you should definitely be keeping an eye on. Melissa is a social media expert and the founder of My Creative Connection or LoveMyCC.com, which is a platform for young Black creative millennials that provides community, resources, tools, and strategies to help them create the lives that they see for themselves. It is also the home of the monthly Black Creatives Chat and Movement, which has really been a great space for young professionals to discover one another and talk through topics that affect all of us from a personal and professional level. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so humbled and honored to really to be here today with you. Well, thank you for, you know, taking the time to do this. I really thought, you know, when I was thinking about the topic for this show, I was like, who is somebody that really exemplifies like this topic? Because what I want to talk about today is this notion of pivoting our way to success, right? The idea Mm -hmm. that no idea is really a bad idea if we can use it and build on it to create something greater. So I th- I was like, who who can talk about this? And it's you. Because you created my CC more than four years ago because you wanted to amplify the voices and stories of young professionals of color. Over that time, the blog and yourself have undergone many transformations, but the original mission has always stayed the same. And recently, you landed on what I think is the perfect iteration of what you've been trying to do this whole time, which is the Black Creatives Movement. So what is the gist of what you wanted to do or achieve with the Black Creatives Movement, the blog, community, etc.? Yeah, so, you know, funny thing, the blog in its first like original format, um, I just been receiving like a lot of different books from, you know, indie black authors and thought, you know, like, Hey, like there's, there's nothing out there that showcases, um, you know, their books and their work. And I'm, I'm a really, I'm an avid reader. Um, and I love to support people in their art. And so at first it was going to be a blog just for indie authors. And then, When I really thought about it, I said, hmm, there are all these different people that I know who are not authors. Like they may be bakers, they may be, you know, piano players, they may be artists, like they may work in digital, like just all these different professions that have really great stories. And I just kept 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 coming across people who were really ordinary people, um, but they really loved what they were doing, what what they did, and they were doing it in such an extraordinary way that I really thought that I wanted to highlight these different types of people. And, you know, like you said before, I think that's just always been the mission to give, you know, people, Black creatives who don't often get a platform um, because they're not famous, um, but they have such amazing stories that people can learn from. And right. so that's always been at the heart of what, you know, it's about. And that's a very, that's the very reason why um, we don't, you know, have Twitter chats with celebrities, why I don't, you know, pursue them for the blog, why a lot of the content um, may be informed by what's going on in the pop Mm -hmm. culture world and with artists, but the focus is very much so still ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Okay, that's that's amazing. And I I swear, like, I really love what you're doing. And I want to know, how did you come up with Black Creatives? 
Mm-hmm. Well, actually, um, it was, and this, I guess this is why it's always important to share your mission with the people, you know, who know you and who are mm-hmm. around you. It was a friend of mine, um, Dina, here in Chicago, who came up with that hashtag one day. She was telling someone on Twitter, like, about my movement and mm-hmm. just wanted to connect us. And she just used the hashtag Black Creatives. And when I saw it, I was like, girl, where did you, <laughs> how did you come up with, with this? Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't, I don't know. I just put it together. She's like, I didn't want to mm-hmm. spell Black. And so there you go. And I said, well... Um, that makes perfect sense for mm-hmm. my CC. Can we use it? And of course she said yes. And then from, from there, I think it may have been about two months later mm-hmm. when I created the Black Creative Chats. So it mm-hmm. just, you know, it worked out in its own timing. Yeah. So when you first saw that, when, when mm-hmm. she wrote it, did you know it would be a big hit? Did you feel like, oh my God, this is this is the best way to describe what what I've been doing? No, <laughs> I just knew. <laughs> no, girl. Uh-uh. I was hoping. I, I was hoping it would work out, but not. Nah. <laughs> I just I just thought it was a great way to just kind of take ownership of mm. what I've been doing. Um, I didn't I never expected it to really take off in the way that it did. And I'm I'm still surprised, honestly, to this day. But I just I thought it was just a really great way to just kind of have for the blog to have its own identity and its own like tag. So how did you decide, you know, from the two months from when you saw her write it that way or describe it that way? How did you decide that a Twitter chat was the right way to go? Yeah, I mean, I'm, well, first, I'm obsessed with Twitter. Okay. Um, I have been for a long time. I think I kind of stalked the platform for mm-hmm. about a year and a half before I joined it. Um, and that okay. was because of Solange. I just, like, constantly followed her tweets mm-hmm. without, and that was when you can, like, see a lot of everybody's tweets and their profiles without being actually signed up for the platform. Right. Um, and then once I actually joined it, you know, I just loved how you, the focus was, you know, on words and, you know, me being a writer, I was just really drawn to that aspect of having to communicate, you know, through words and not so much um, through other mediums. Okay. And I didn't always have to make it about myself. So mm-hmm. that was one thing that I really liked because, you know, Facebook, you had to fill out an entire profile and your likes and your dislikes and your birthday and add friends. And Twitter, you can just kind of flow Jump and in. like share your thoughts. Yeah. And just leave it at that without having to do all these extra steps. Mm-hmm. And so combining that with, you know, me being someone who at the time was just kind of starting in social media, kind of getting my feet wet and being a part of other Twitter chats. I just thought that that was a really cool way to bring, you know, people together, people and their ideas and their experiences together. And at the time there was no one else Mm. doing Twitter chats. Um, I see a ton now and it's a, it's a great tool, but at that time, no one else. Yeah. Now, (laughs) you know, I just I just wanted to, you know, take, you know, for people to be aware of that, like when I was starting it, it just this wasn't a thing. It wasn't even a popular. Right. And that's that's something I want to I want to touch on for a second, because Mm -hmm. 
the thing that's so interesting about you is that <clears throat> you have a background in social media and digital, right? And you've done a number of public-facing activations using Twitter in the past. You've worked with celebrities, you've worked with different uh, media outlets, and I think with Black creatives, you took everything that you learned and you turned it into this blueprint on how to run pretty much the perfect Twitter chat. And and I see other people emulating that now. And I think for this medium, obviously it's, it's a flattering thing because like you nailed it. Like I really think you nailed down how to get people engaged before, during and after the chat. And I love the way you incorporate visuals and have, you know, multiple people involved every time. What is it about that blueprint, right. That you've come up with that you've created about the Black Creatives Chat that makes it this can't-miss digital event? I I think it goes back to, you know, having conversations that we don't necessarily have out loud or in mm-hmm. public. Mm-hmm. Um, when I created the chats, I saw a lot of, and this was just content on digital, period, of you know, how to grow your blog in in 30 ways in 30 days and, you know, Mm -hmm. how to build your audience and and things like that. But I felt like what was missing from all these conversations was, you know, our genuine experiences, especially as, you know, Black people, of course, in this country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of us, my friend Kelsey, you know, talks about how a lot of us are like first generation dreamers where we're kind of, yeah, like. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, when you drop something like that, give it some room to breathe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I just, okay. First generation. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. And that really stuck with me because, you know, that's, that's what, I feel like my experience and my situation is, you know, mm-hmm. coming out of college right when the recession hit. And I mean, even with that type of just obstacle in the way, you know, I had a degree in communications and and, mm-hmm. you know, wanted to write for magazines, wanted to do all these different things. And, you know, that career path in itself was already, you know, a non-traditional one from what, you know, like maybe my family or people that I've known, you know, have mm-hmm. done, but then to, you know, have the recession hit and then people say like, oh, well now you have to get like a regular job and you have to mm-hmm. do what's always been done and being able to, you know, have to push my way through that. Um, it comes with a lot, you know, a lot of us, our parents still don't understand what we do. Our grandparents definitely have no clue. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're constantly like fighting against, you know, this mode of what we're supposed to do. And to add on top of that, you know, being black in America, um, I just felt like, you know, where are the real conversations? Mm -hmm. Um, While, you know, granted, taking these different, you know, online courses and things like that, um, they're helpful, but it's... Yeah, we there's no place where we could kind of bounce ideas off of one another and really yeah. have that sense of community. And I think you touched on something that's really important because as creatives, as entrepreneurs, freelancers, or just people with a side hustle, mm-hmm. our immediate networking circle of people right. can't really, like you mentioned, can't really, they don't understand or they can't really provide the type of support that we need. Um, right. So having black creatives, it's like, 
oh gosh, like this is great because you know exactly what I'm experiencing or you're experiencing exactly. something that I, I, I knew I felt, but I couldn't articulate it. So now mm-hmm. I have a fresh perspective. So I think, I think you're right. And that is what makes it like this hat, you know, when, when you drop that date, people are like, okay, I'm there. <laughs> you know? um, and, yeah. and given, given the success of the chat and the evolution of the site, you're pushing even further. And, you know, you've done a series of different events in, in other cities and, mm-hmm. you know, this year you're going to debut the conference. Can you tell me a little bit more about the conference and the the local events that you've done? Because I know even for you, that was kind of you pushing the boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. And it was such, a lot of people don't realize how much of a scary experience that was for me because I'm mm-hmm. such a behind the scenes, chill type person. And for me to like push myself out there to do events, not only do events, but also like be the moderator for the panels um, was a crazy experience, but it was totally worthwhile. Um, But yeah, so the funny thing is, is that the conference idea didn't come from me. It came from the community, Mm -hmm. you know, after we would have these chats and this maybe started after maybe the third, fourth month that we had had the chats. Okay. And people in the community just kept saying, saying it would be great if like, there could be some sort of like black creatives conference. And you know, the first couple of times I'm just like, Oh y'all like, huh, that's cute. Um, great, <laughs> great idea. Ooh. Yeah. Like, um, but then it, it people just kept like with every chat, Mm-hmm. that idea just kept coming up and coming up like more and more people would say, yeah, like that would be dope, a conference. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, we just can't just jump out there and just have a conference. Like who, who does that? Um, mm-hmm. that is, you know, I just didn't think that that would be productive. So I said, okay, well, we'll kind of test it out um, with these smaller, like local events. We'll kind of test and see that if the energy that we are creating online if that can be carried off through you know smaller like events and you know Atlanta I used to live there so I was very familiar um just with the climate and mm-hmm. New York um we just have such a big following in New York that I thought those would be the first two places to kind of test it out um especially with it being like different parts of the country to kind of just see how people would react and um it worked and so I said, okay, well, then we'll do, you know, more events and Mm -hmm. that doing those events really put myself out there kind of gave me the the push and the confidence to say, okay, like, you know, what we do have, this really does connect in real life. So that gives us enough feeder to do the conference. And so the conference will be um, in the fall of this year and it'll be here in Chicago. Um, I was gonna, you know, one thing that I really like about the Black Creatives Chats is that the community picks the topic. Mm -hmm. And so I was gonna do that with the city for the conference, but I'm like, well, it's the first one. Let me at least do the home base. And so um, I'm just really looking forward to putting together, you know, a conference experience for black creatives because we there's there's nothing out there 
This is um, true. And like, I think that's a, that's why a lot of people talk about why they don't go to their industry conferences because they don't feel like it's like for what am I getting for the amount of money that I'm paying for this? So right. I think yours <clears throat> would be like laser focused and super mm-hmm. high value. So I'm looking forward to that. So I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the creative process and what it takes to land on a great idea. What do you think is the biggest misconception about the creative process? That it'll look the same way every time Mm. you create something. Okay. Explain that a little bit more. I think as creatives, especially, we always have the ability to be inspired by something or someone um, and most of the time, that inspiration is, is kind of unexpected. Okay. And, you know, we may have one idea that's inspired by, you know, a TED Talk that we watch. And then we may have another idea that comes from, you know, one of our friends or another idea that comes from watching a TV show. And there's just so many different ways to receive, you know, inspiration and kind of to receive clarity about what you're doing, that that process may not always look the same. Um, And that's something that I really try to stress to like my mentees is that don't get so caught up in how things come together. Just focus on allowing it to come together. um, Right. Like don't box yourself, don't box yourself in and expect, you know, if if I sit under this, this window by the sun, that the idea (laughs) is going to hit me at this 90 degree right angle. And so I I get it. And you touched on something about, you know, multiple ideas, right. And for people like uh, super creative, we're always, you know, we, we get paid to think uh, essentially. So there's a million and one things going through our mind at any one time. We probably both have a notebook full of ideas. So oh my God. You t- two. The two notebook. notebooks. Okay, two. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this notion, and I think the hardest thing is, but one of the most important is editing. Mm-hmm. Do you have an editing process for these ideas? And, and how do you push something you know is good to the side to focus on you know, something that for right now is better. Like, let's talk about editing. Oh, my God. Um, Which is is so important because if you try to take in, take on and take in everything at one time, you will be so overwhelmed and so paralyzed that you won't get anything done. That's a word. Um, Man, look. (laughs) So one thing I always try to do is just, you know, of course, make sure that I'm always writing and taking note of everything that, okay. um, you know, I have. Okay. But then allowing those ideas to sit, right? Not mm. not putting so much pressure on myself that, you know, every idea that I have has to happen or it has to happen right now. Okay. And so I'll let, I usually let ideas sit. For as long as I possibly can before I actually come, you know, back to them. And then when I read back over ideas, I think about what my current priorities are, Mm -hmm. what my current goals are. And if they don't align with that, then I have to say, okay, this is not going to work right now. Is this going to move me towards, you know, my goal for this month or my goal for this quarter? And if it's not, 
Um, I have to learn how to let it go. And Mm -hmm. most of the time, you know, I'm really open about if this doesn't, if this is something that I can't do right now, maybe somebody else that I know, like this could help them. Um, so I, I definitely do that a lot. Um, and that kind of helps me keep my pace too, and kind of slows me down when I feel like I have to try to conquer the world all in one, (laughs) in one weekend. And then also if it's possible, if the idea will not like just leave me alone, find a way to break down that idea into a smaller action so that I can test it out. And so I've been really getting in the habit lately of testing out ideas in a smaller, on a smaller stage, Mm -hmm. just to see what type of of feedback and also what type of research that I can gain um, from the feedback. And then from there, I can decide too, is this something, you know, that worked with the black creatives. Um, one example I'll give you is we do like these signature tweets um, every Monday and every fi- Friday. And the Monday tweet is always usually like fill in the blank this week will be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody fills it in. And that one, you know, I, I did test that one out. But the one on Friday was a little bit kind of more tricky. I think I've had like three different, four different versions of the Friday signature tweet. Um, and so what is the Friday tweet? Yeah. So now it's like, what's one specific action that helped you improve this week? Okay. Um, and that had about, again, like four different variations. And then I just really just, when I would send it out, I would pay attention to how people will respond to it. Okay. Um, and if I wasn't getting the information that I was looking for, I just would kind of just adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's very important that when you do have ideas and they will not let you go, just find smaller ways to test them out. Um, and don't advice. be a Yeah. And don't be a stranger to trash and what doesn't work. If something, if you are really attached to an idea and you try it and it doesn't work, you can't be afraid to let it go. Right. You know, I'm all about throwing shit away. Like if it doesn't work, leave it alone. Let it go. Let it let go. It go. I love that you talked about like your internal process for how you deal with creativity, because for me personally, the creative process is painful only because like I have to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be creative and innovative in my own stuff. So for this podcast or the blog and in my business, but then I have clients that I have to also be creative and innovative for. So the thing that kind of, that I say to myself is like this mantra that pulls me off a ledge is it takes as long as it takes, mm. you know, cause sometimes like I'll, I'll have a, a negative of an idea, but then in, and there's a, it, my creative process to some people may look like procrastination, but it's mm. really, like you said, set it aside and let it manifest. So I'll have mm-hmm. to go and read other things. I'll consume, you know, just different types of media. And then when I come back to it, it's like usually when I'm away from it where I have that, oh, shit, this is exactly how we need to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. it's beautiful, but it's tough because, you know, when you're dealing with clients, you're dealing with unrealistic deadlines. You can't put a deadline on creativity, right? Right. So, it's, 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 it's a challenge. And that's why I say mine and my experience is painful, but I love what you talked about, about, you know, putting it to the side, letting it manifest, you know, letting it grow into what you want it to be eventually and mm-hmm. throwing away the thing, mm-hmm. you know, being able to let go. 
of things yeah. that, you know, won't serve you. And I think that let go part is important because giving away our ideas to somebody else that maybe can take it to that next level is key. It is mm-hmm. so important, but I think we don't do that enough. So thank you. No, for definitely it. don't. Yeah, so what you're, you're know, welcome. What I want to know from you is how do you know when you've got a good idea? Hmm. I know that I have a really good idea when it is helping people, when it's like legitimately, genuinely serving people. When people tell me, oh my God, I have felt alone for so long. And then I just so happen to, I'm not trying to cry. Um, Come on. I just... (laughs) You know, I just so happened to stumble across this Black Creatives chat, and this was like an answered prayer to me. Or when people tell me, um, you know, that idea you gave me, I actually did it, and X, Y, and Z happened, and it it's changed my life. It's changed the way I look at what I do. Um, that's how I know when it, when it affects someone else because I think it's it's for me it's not about just how and I had to this is a lesson that I constantly have to confront is that it's not enough if I feel good about something um or if an idea makes me look good that's for me in this community that's not where it's at it's all about helping people and serving people and and helping people, you know, get out of their own way. But for me, like, I know that if what I'm doing is making someone else's day easier or making Mm -hmm. the process for them easier, um, that's how I know it's been a good idea. Okay. So for for much of the last few years that you've been building – my creative connection. You've also worked full time. What tips do you have for someone who has a job now, but they're itching for other outlets to express their talent or creativity? Yeah, you, well, for one, um, it's so easy for us to put other people's ideas, companies, goals in front of our own. Mm. So to always be focused on why you're working for a particular company or for, or for a particular brand okay. and how that's pushing you forward and never lose focus of what it is you're trying to do. Um, because it's especially with a full-time job, especially if you're in a demanding industry, it's so easy to let go of what you really want to do. So definitely always stay focused. Okay. On your mission and the bigger picture and not get so caught up in, you know, the nine to five, uh, definitely setting boundaries for yourself and for your full time job is also really important because if you're constantly, again, you know, bringing your work home or working on the weekends for your employers, you know, you'll look up and three, six months down the line, you've done nothing. For yourself. So always, you know, setting those boundaries. And if it's possible for your employer to know that you have other things that you're working on, just keeping that 
that dialogue open and keeping that conversation open. I've been blessed over the past few years um, with employers who know that I'm doing work outside of work and that it's my own separate mission and it's not connected um, to my work. But as long as, you know, when I'm at work, I'm doing my job and they don't have anything to complain about. Right. Um, always keeping, you know, a plan and always kind of sticking to, you know, different time blocks. I think just time management is so crucial when you have a nine to five because you're you're going to have to plan ahead, even if you feel like you're not the most organized person or that um, you have trouble like staying on task. You're going to have to learn how to manage yourself right. and then manage your time so that you can be effective in both areas. Um, and definitely a lot of self-care um, you know, as someone who's dealt with, you know, anxiety and mm-hmm. depression, a lot of that, you know, for me comes from not giving myself room and space to breathe. And so now I make sure that no matter how busy, you know, I am, if I need to take a break, I'll, I will allow myself to take a break. And then you have to allow yourself to not feel guilty um, about that. And I write everything down. Um I come up with systems and processes for my own business that I can that I can work on when I'm not at work. And again, if I'm doing something and it's not working or it's not getting me the results that I need, I have to really be honest with myself and trash what's not working Mm -hmm. and then find another method or another strategy to get things done. Because I believe there's a fine line really between pushing yourself to do more and be greater, but then also burning yourself out. And so I try to be very aware of what that looks like Mm. for me. And if I'm not feeling it, I'm not feeling it. Like today I had a full plan for when I woke up. I had this plan since probably Tuesday. And when Mm -hmm. I woke up, I was like, "Mm, nope. Okay, well, yeah. there are a lot of tips, especially the one about self-care and time management. But it's important that people like really connect with you and understand your story because you've made it work. You you have really built something that I think is highly valuable and very powerful because again, it's the community that is going to take the movement, you know, to wherever. The, that next level is whether it's a conference or wherever and it's like when you have the smartest people come together I mean the people that are in this community I'm just like damn 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 you know and this is why I and I'm gonna say this publicly I've been trying to get her to do this black creative dating service if only for me <laughs> So that's something I I know you got a lot on your plate, but if you wanted to do a little matchmaking, you know, I'll send you a selfie that you can send around to the (laughs) the, the people. Um, You know what? That sounds like, you know what? Honestly, that sounds like a great idea because there have been several people Mm -hmm. who either like I've either featured them on the site or they've been a guest, or they've been looking at a guest, and, and they're like, they uh, see, I can't. like, Melissa, um, <laughs> is he single? Because 
And I'm like, well, yeah, like I can connect y'all. Like, what's up? And it's stuff. I mean, look, if black creators, babies start popping out places, then yeah. But no, I'm a definitely. You need to I'm start a making a, a black creators onesie. Because <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's let's not get too far off track, right? <laughs> but I want the record to reflect that when that black creators dating service hit, I'm gonna be first in line. But, <laughs> but let's close out I want to know what are two things that you're excited about in 2016 I'm definitely the conference okay I feel like again there's nothing out there like this like when I survey the conference landscape um you know of course there's always stuff for women mm-hmm. and but I hate I personally just hate leaving men out of the conversation for multiple reasons. Um, cicadas look okay. <laughs> no, because right? no, Melissa is a uh, look. Because we um, going to be on the <laughs> at the conference, y'all. <laughs> with, little, with little black creators, date panels. Um, no, but really. <laughs> and it's such, it's such a huge idea and it's so much bigger then I think I give it credit for that it, it just, when this happens, it has to, it's, I feel, just feel like it's just going to be a force. Um, so I'm really looking excited to see what the vision in my head, how it comes out. Um, okay. I'm definitely looking forward to, I think the second thing too, to kind of piggyback off the conference thing is um, one of my goals just for this year in general is to build a team around the business mm. of my CC because I do so much of the, I mean, I do all the creative stuff for it now, right? but I'm getting to a point to where I can't, if I want the community to continue to grow, I can't operate as just a solo situation. Like I have to literally start putting things in place to build a team. And so I'm excited about that. You know, I have people who I already kind of work with on like a freelance type basis, but I'm, I'm really looking to, to build a team because I've seen, you know, what that does, you know, like Miley Curlbox is a a fantastic example. Mm -hmm. Um, I've watched her since, she was a publicist. Right. And so to see her go from that to where she is now and how she's been able to build a team around her business has definitely been. It matters. Um, it matters. Oh, yeah. It matters. I was listening to another podcast uh, mm-hmm. by Anthony, Anthony Frazier, and he it was the episode with um, Alex of okay. Boss Babes. Mm-hmm. And she said that like that's the that's and I'm kind of just I can't even quote it verbatim of course um but she said that you know replicating yourself is the is the best way to grow Mm. um and that really stuck with me because a team of course it's important I think no one can do these big missions yeah on their own and and you know again you know watching my league watching you know Tristan Walker and Bevel and how much you know they've grown and how much he invests into his team um is really inspiring so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how um I can kind of do the same around the business of of my CC because I think we're so in tune with the community Mm -hmm. that I would love to be able to pivot it another pivot into an agency. 
Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. No, how you gonna just drop that bomb and, <laughs> and, then, and then get quiet? Like you told me to be quiet. I was just following instructions. But I had to. I was like, wait, a uh, who? Now you know what? I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna leave that alone. But you know, you and I are going to have to talk. But I did y'all hear that in agency in. <laughs> Agents, because okay, we everybody send their resume to the email address at lovemycc.com. Go there, go to contact us, and send Melissa some mail. Okay, <laughs> let her know that y'all are ready for whatever revolution. <laughs> oh, that's a big word. That's She's big about. Word. To, I mean, you already got the movement going, so that's like the first step. So, whatever yeah. revolution she's about to kick off, just make sure y'all are already, you know, on her good side and, and on her radar, so that we can all be a part of this. But thank you so much, um, Melissa, for this conversation. I love, you know, every time we talk, I love our conversation. But I clearly, you know, this whole pivoting our way to success it's it's about trust yourself and believe in yourself because eventually you're going to hit that jackpot you're going to get to that great idea you're going to get to the next best version of whatever you're doing now so thank you oh thank you so much for having me again so humble to be here I think I've been following you for probably longer than you've been following me so just to see like your evolution and your growth and to be you know, not only a witness to that, be a part of that as well is crazy. So thank Thank you so much. Thank you again, Melissa. And if any of you have a business or you're sitting on an idea that you're not quite happy with, but something in your heart or mind keeps pulling you towards it, don't give up. Instead, keep editing and iterating until you get to the best version of what you're trying to do. Let Melissa's story inspire you. It took her years to land on the Black Creators idea after launching uh, My Creative Connection. And it's like the world has started to open up for her in ways that it hadn't opened up for her before. Your epiphany and your breakthrough moment is right around the corner. Keep going.